on this week's episode of Living Free with RP, we've got the biohacker, Victor Mifsud, a seriously intelligent guy who is determined to figure out how to make things better with our eyes through just so many different things. Um, I loved it, learned so much, and you will too. Here is Victor's journey. First, just want to welcome you to the show. Thank you for taking your time out today. Hi, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So, introduce yourself to everybody. Tell us, you know, a little bit about your family and and all that wonderful stuff. All right. Yeah. Well, my name is Victor Mifsud. I'm uh, 41, soon to be 42 years old. I live in uh, Canada. And uh, at about nine years old, I was diagnosed with uh, retinitis pigmentosa. And yeah, my family comes from a little tiny island called Malta. I got uh, three sisters, no brothers. And uh, that's a little bit about me. Nice. <laughs> I'm, a, uh, I'm, a, I'm a filmmaker as well uh, as a health optimize specialist biohacker as well that's kind of what i've my, my interest have led me to you know to, to this direction of my life okay. so yeah that's uh that's a little bit about me and how did you feel at the age of nine do you actually remember how you felt when you got diagnosed well it didn't it didn't really I don't know. It was a little confusing. You know, I, I just remember at a young age kind of complaining to my parents that like, you know, going around, like how, how are kids playing at night? I'd, I'd be tripping over things and, you know, and then, you know, my mom would ask me to go get something and like I couldn't see it and didn't really know. And, you know, then just having a difficult time navigating it at, at night. And, uh, you know, like, mom, I think I'm having trouble seeing at night. She's like, what do you want to see? It's dark. Like, what are you supposed to see? So, you know, then it kind of evolved into like, okay, maybe there's something kind of going on. Uh, but when I was diagnosed, I was told that I had this condition and there's not much I can do about it. So it didn't really affect my life too much. Also, I was, I was, uh, you know, it was really downplayed that the fact that I had, RP and uh, I went through the normal school system. It wasn't really acknowledged that I was blind. So I spent most of my life kind of like compensating uh, for that. So it didn't really affect me. I mean, I was actually able to get my license at 16 to drive. And then, you know, when things changed at 
at 21. That's kind of why my vision started to get worse. And then, you know, I lost my license, which is probably one of the most devastating things I think that happened to me because of, you know, my life wasn't really affected by the vision issue, you know, until that moment of losing independence and, and that. So that's, that's really when it affected me. So when I was 21. Uh, you mentioned, so, are you the only one in your family that has it? I'm the only one in my immediate family that has it. I mean, I have a pretty big family, like tons of aunts, uncles, cousins, and it, it, it does run through my my family, yes. Oh. So, yeah. What about you? You also have retinitis pigmentosa? Yes, and uh, my mom has it. Okay. That's all we uh, oh. know so far anyway. I mean. So how do you feel now, though? Fast forwarding to almost forty-two. Um, well, the condition really taught me a lot about myself. I mean, there was—I was going through, you know, life just like, you know, why me? Like, what is this? Like, why do I have to be so different? You know, there's some days that I, you know, don't really enjoy having it because how how it's affected my life and you know, some relationships and all this stuff. But, you know, now that I've really accepted it, you know, for the most part, it's 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 a lot easier and a lot better. Some days is better than others for sure. But it, it also, you know, it, it transformed my life to, again, there's this aspect of accepting it. Then there was this aspect of like, hmm, maybe I can, you know, find a way to do something about it, you know? Or like, what is it? What does it really mean? Like, where does this come from? And why is it so? Why does it seem so complicated to do something about this condition? And you know, I'm just trying to learn about the body and and if it's so intelligent, how to heal itself. Like, what what can I do to to help uh, help myself heal? And then you know, I went down this rabbit hole of you know finding other things that were not up to par in terms of my health like again dealing with mental health issues depression uh low energy some autoimmune stuff and and then i just really tried to understand what like how to heal and how, how like what does health optimization mean and you know a lot of the stuff in, in the western models like he'll take this pill and you know listen to this doctor and they don't seem to know anything anyway and it didn't really help so i just went down this rabbit hole of, of learning about health optimization and the brain and and you know all this stuff so it's you know i ended up making a uh, a documentary about my healing journey and finding out about my vision loss and what you know the the mental health aspect and the alternative therapies that that can can be used to, to heal our body mind and soul so it's kind of taken me on a bit of a a journey and you know talking with experts and specialists of the brain and the eyes and you know, um, so yeah, the, the film's called My Neuroplastic Adventure, and um, we're now uh, released it to iTunes, and it's a very candid film about, you know, my my life and my, my healing journey. I mean, I'm still on the healing journey and learning more about um, potential cures and treatments about, you know, about for retinitis pigmentosa and for other forms of blindness, so... You know, I've become this, um, um, people 
ask me, I, I get a lot of messages like, oh, I was just diagnosed. Like, is there anything I can do to slow this down? And, you know, I talk, a lot of people end up reaching out to me to, to, to see what, you know, and every time I talk to somebody new, I just like these, these emotions kind of come up, just being diagnosed or finding out, you know, losing my license. It's just such a, you know, it's like something you don't wish upon anybody to go through because it's so, you know, kind of can mess with your head a bit because sometimes you think, oh, I can see that and I couldn't see that. And like, why am I such a klutz? And, you know, so it's, there's a lot to it. And it's such a weird, strange, you know, I call it sometimes an invisible visual disability because sometimes when people look at you like, oh, are you blind? You don't look blind. And like, so it's like teaching people like blindness is such a spectrum and so many aspects to vision it's you know it's um it's uh it's been quite the ride to say the least and you know there's some pretty interesting things in the, in the future of uh vision loss now or, or i've been you know looking into and um so you know we're, we're at this interesting time in life where you know maybe something can actually be be done about it and you know, I've been looking into things like peptide therapies that, you know, and that have been showing some really, really interesting data on, on helping people with retinitis pigmentosa and, and star guards to, to basically, you know, help reverse the condition, which sounds pretty interesting. So I'm still in process of trying these modalities out and, you know, I'm documenting them and, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping to eventually um, find some type of cure for our situation or some, you know, alleviment at least, um, you know, so that's kind of where I am with it, you know, like accepting it and dealing with it and teaching about vision loss and at the same time trying to do something about it. That's all good stuff. I mean, like you said about, uh, it's interesting about mentioning about finding, you know, different ways to kind of other reverse or stop it. Uh, I had recently come across a book called uh, Breath by uh, James Nestor. And it's, uh, that was really, I thought that was really fascinating. Just as simple as learning how to breathe properly could just change your world and, it, you know, heal your body and, and all these other things. And, and it does a lot of just fascinating things. So it, there yeah, are, he I think, was on, I uh... Sorry, I interrupted you. He was on Joe Rogan recently. Oh, okay. I believe, yeah. I thought that was amazing. I was like, I'm not usually a big uh, book person, but uh, I had gone, gone to a trip, and uh, the guy in the car I was, who was my ride was, was like, hey, do you mind if I play uh, an audio book? And I said, you know, go ahead. It doesn't bother me. And then I was just hooked. And I, mm. just, I just found it so, these ancient arts of, you know, you know how to breathe and, and just how healing they are. And so it could come down as something as simple as really that, just at least to maybe, won't, you know, reverse a condition, but it might at least, you know, you know, I could well, buy you some time or <clears throat> slow down. Well, from my understanding with, with RP, it seems like there's a lack of oxygen and blood and nutrients kind of going to the, to the thin capillaries in, in the eyes. So for sure, learning how to breathe, uh, properly would definitely oxygenate the body and uh, allow for that. So I know there's another book called The Oxygen Advantage as well, which I haven't read yet, but it's on my Audible uh, list to to 
to check out. So, um, but yeah, that's come up for me recently too, learning how to breathe properly and through the diaphragm. Is that right? Diaphragmic breathing. Yeah, expanding the stomach and just yeah, filling it up and then yeah, like it's like five and a half, basically like you know breathing in like five and a half six seconds in through your nose and you know in you know basically the same amount out is kind of the optimum what you're supposed to do and breathing through your mouth it's just not if anything it's they he refers to it as a de-evolution hmm. like we're de we're de-evolving because people are breathing through their mouths more than breathing through their mm. nose and out their mouth or actually some you know, for the most cases breathing in and out of your nose and you know, just you know not even breathing out your mouth has been known uh to cure like snoring and things like that like like mm. I, I think part of the book he, he mentions um taping his mouth shut at mm. night mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it helped him and it helped him with snoring and, and all that stuff it was it was amazing i thought it was really fascinating stuff well, you, you know, you said it. The body is uh, really intelligent, and uh, we're very disconnected from how we used to live as our ancestors uh, through, you know, so, through so many different means. And I think that manifests into illness, whether it's like trauma that you've held on to can manifest into autoimmune issues. I mean, from, from, from the stuff that I've been looking into, there's the work, there's work by this guy, Dr. Mark Wolin, who wrote the book called it didn't start with you he actually at 32 started to go blind not from rp but from something else but he realized that uh what what triggered his genetic switches was like this ancestral trauma that was held through his lineage that ends up affecting your dna so if we have the ability to affect that dna we can and resolve that trauma the ancestral trauma through doing a lot of work whether it's breath work whether it's psychedelic medicines or trauma therapy like he he's had some he, there's some really profound stories he reversed his vision issue he can see perfectly fine and his doctors don't know how he can see but it was through doing this ancestral work that he actually ended up alleviating his his vision issue and i've had some interesting experiences too on some certain types of psychedelic medicines that actually like allowed me you know, to, to see, uh, in, in full view with, with peripheral, like under like an MDMA session, you know, it opened up my visual fields like what is going on and how much in control am I like in this whole situation, you know, our conscious self is running like 5% of the show, but the rest is all unconscious. Your unconscious self controls your implicit actions you know like if somebody something makes you angry right away that was like programmed really early or like that's what's causing us to breathe or or blink our eye or control our thyroid that's all unconscious stuff but there's a mm. lot of uh, conditioning and programming that happened through the zero to seven age group that kind of makes us who we are and if traumas were embedded in there those traumas end up if not resolved end up coming to through to our adult life so there's, you know, as Carl Jung says, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you'll call it fate. So uh, it's really being aware of what environment means. Like we have an inner world environment and an outer world environment and all these play a major contributing factor into our, our health and being healthy. And a lot of them are truly connecting to, to nature, you know, and right now in this world we're very disconnected because now we're 
living indoors all the time away from the natural cycles of light and we're walking with uh, rubber soled shoes so we actually used to make a, a physical connection to the earth and it actually has like a electrical grounding effect hmm. um, yeah very interesting stuff a lot of the stuff fits into the realm of quantum biology and and you know now throw in you know cell phones and Wi-Fi signals like these weren't here 20 30 years ago and there's a lot of data showing that they are in fact very harmful you know um, so it's it's really really interesting to see where we've come to with with uh, with what it means to be healthy and, and and how to heal properly so I think it also explains why there's so many different forms of RP like RP is just not you just have RP and this is what it does you know like from what I've learned from this podcast it's like everybody has been affected in so many various ways you know whether mm -hmm. it's like they could never they never drove um, mm -hmm. or you know they made it to like you know maybe into their 40s and they drove and mm -hmm. they were fine and then some people you know they were blind early on some people not blind you know some people were you know they were into their 60s and they really didn't have any problems so it's it's it, yeah. that's crazy to like that's so many and we're all different people we're all so many you know we're, we all live in different areas and different you know ecosystems and you know and you know affect obviously our health and, and all that stuff right but i think the root of it can, can maybe stem in, in the same thing it just kind of manifests out into different ways and i think that's that's the complexity of it and uh I, i'm in the process of getting my genes analyzed they uh they searched you know about 10 years ago and couldn't find the gene and now i'm about to go in and do like search for 300 genes and you know i've heard of this clinical trial by this company called spark therapeutics that uh, if you have the rpe 65 gene there's this drug that can actually reverse your rp but that's for this one specific gene i mean right. And this medication apparently is like, geez, like 300,000 an eye. So I think they talk about it in this Netflix documentary called A Natural Selection. There was a little kid who had it and, and they talk about the trials and tribulations they went through to get through to, to, uh, to get the drug and insurance wasn't covering it. And, but he apparently reversed his so through that gene therapy but if there's such a spectrum of them i guess they'd have to really target you know the gene and but that's through stem cells but peptides are a bit different they work a little differently they're they work a little more further back so they're just signaling molecules to like resignal the body to really do its thing which i find super 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 fascinating so you know some uh interesting work um I actually yeah. had somebody on the show actually who had Luxdora, who had the treatment, mm -hmm. and it's extremely painful. Oh wow! That's what she, the this girl said. She's like, "Trust me, it's." And plus, I forgot what it was. Like I was thinking about it, then I'm like, when she said what she told me, I was like, "Ah, oh, no, I don't have it," because I, I knew it. I, without even getting a gene test, I can tell that from what she told me. I was like, "I probably, it, I probably don't qualify. I probably don't have that gene. That's not what's affecting me." Mm. Um, but yeah, she did say it was like. I remember, I forgot, I have to go back and listen to that episode again. It was early on when I first started the show. And uh, it was cool having her on because I, you know, I wanted somebody, you know, with, with that treatment. And yeah, she said it was just, it was extremely discomfortable. And it was, it was, it, she went through a lot, like, 
doing that treatment and stuff like that. And I and I can't remember if she had, I think it did have some effect, like mm -hmm. positive, but I don't think it was something like, I don't know if it was as much as she was hoping or if it was, mm. you know, if it was as good as, you know, if it was worth everything that she had went through. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know much about it. I didn't know anyone that's been through it. I only just saw from that show and... Um, yeah, interesting that it was painful. Um, that's yeah, very early oh. on. I have to go back. I gotta see it. I know it was like right when I first started the show, like maybe in the first, like within the first five episodes or so. Like, it, mm. um, and it was one of the girls that got it done. And I was, yeah, I thought it was really fascinating. But yeah, she she tells you it's it's yeah, it was extremely discomfortable. <laughs> not, not well, the peptide therapies aren't really that uncomfortable there's a really interesting recent joe rogan episode with uh andrew dr andrew huberman and he runs a lab out of uh, california they're now like the supposed to be one of the there's a leading retinal specialist super team and uh they're actually using these uh polypeptide injection in the eye uh with vr to stimulate the cones and rods and they're still in clinical research phase, but uh, what he was saying was like, you know, every time you talk to like the Foundation for Fighting Blindness or anyone like uh, involved in stem cells, they're like, yeah, the treatment's 10 years away, the treatment's 10 years away, which they've been saying for the past 30 years. So like, okay, like, is it 10 years away or is it like, you know, 50 years away? Like, why, why is that so complicated? But, you know, then you start to understand the nature of stem cells and yeah, they can be kind of complicated but um he was saying um dr huberman was saying that uh they are he he thinks they're about two years away from really reversing most forms of blindness now which he seemed pretty confident um and i know they were using uh like a peptide growth formula which is a simple painless painless yeah, subcutaneous <laughs> injection in the eye, which apparently he said it was pretty, pretty easy to do. Um, I'm hoping to actually be a part of some of these clinical trials. Right now, I'm in process uh, of getting a hold of them, um, just through my network, and uh, I'm also working with uh, various, like I said, peptide protocols to see. And it's a bit of a slower process to, to kind of get it done because, like I said, they're signaling molecules, so it just elevates the system to create its own stem cells to affect the change as opposed to injecting stem cells. So okay. that's, you know, and since they are signaling molecule keys, there's no side effects. It's just like, you know, the body creates peptides. Your, your thyroid creates peptides. Your, your body's always been creating peptides. Insulin is a peptide. So... They're, they have a very, very, very low side effect profile, which is great. So, I mean, there's some interesting data out of Russia that's been working with these retinal peptides and specifically for retinitis pigmentosa. And there's, there's been, they've been showing that they're, they've been doing some great work. I don't know anyone specifically that has went through it. There's a lot of uh, testimonials saying that it's, you know, it's radically helped and know but i haven't been to this ophthalmology center in st petersburg russia obviously just due to many reasons it's expensive and um but now i've met people who are 
you know, making this retinal peptide here. And, you know, I've been uh, talking to some doctors who are like running the uh, head of the International Peptide Society, Dr. Seeds, and they've taken me on as like a research client to, 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 you know, to help me uh, kind of frontier what's going on. So, I mean, seems pretty interesting. It hasn't hurt yet. Um, you know, I'm getting some other interesting health benefits from them too because it's a whole dysfunction. If something's, you know, we see with our brains, not with our eyes. So if there's some kind of dysfunction going on in the eye, it could stem in the brain. It could stem from, uh, you know, mitochondria dysfunction and uh, cellular inefficiency. So these peptides correct cellular efficiency in the system, immune system, and, um, you know, allow the the aspects of the body really to, to just auto-correct itself essentially. And if every cell functions the same, whether it's genetic or, or epigenetic, it seems like something can be, uh, can be done about it. So, I, I, you know, I'm starting to think that the stem cell route is, is, is too complicated and they no, need to look at it a bit further back. And, hmm. you know, peptides seem to be that, um, area so it's still pr relatively new but you know there's a lot of old russian data saying that they've they've done some pretty amazing work with some some people with uh rp and star guards too so so we'll see i mean i can report back <laughs> definitely keep us all posted so because yeah I mean, obviously we all would love to i'm i'm, I'm kind of hoping it's something that it's not going to be hard to obtain like what you know once there is something i don't want it to, i wouldn't want it to be something where you have to jump through a hoop to get it done you know I, I would hope it'd be something like hey you know you have this the doctor says okay here this is what you take and and there you go well that's the good thing about the peptides because they they seem like you can you know I, i'm doing the injections myself okay not in the eye but uh in just subcutaneous like wherever so the idea is that it'll go you know if you stick it in your body it's just going to go where it needs to go but I know some specialized treatments and like the stuff that they're doing at the Huberman lab, some of the injections are, are right in the eye. I'm not going to inject myself in the eye, uh, <laughs> not without a professional. So, no. you know, right now as a biohacker, I'm kind of taking my health into my own hands and, you know, trying this stuff. And like I said, it's a quite a low side effect profile. And if it's going to affect other systems in my body that need to be upregulated anyway, I mean, like, what do I have to lose right now? It's just improving my immune system, uh, cognition, etc. But, uh, you know, that's my that, issue. I was uh, just saying, and other than that, I just like, I do what I can to protect my eyes as well. Like, you know, with harmful blue light. And, uh, I actually enjoy getting a lot of natural light. I used to wear tons of sunglasses and now I'm like, I'm all about getting natural morning sunrise in my eyes in the morning. And, I'm blocking fake junk light and, and allowing natural light. Yeah, I'm noticing you have an interesting tint on your those, those glasses. Yeah, these are blue blocking. Okay. So they're they're uh, they take out some of the blue light. Right. From uh, not as from not as fancy screen. as the blue lock the blue blockers from like the '90s. Well, <laughs> I have a pair for night. Remember those? Uh, I have a pair at, at night as well that. Um, that block. Um, so basically, our eye runs on the circadian clock. I mean, 
if you think about how our ancestors were functioning, like, you know, thousands of years ago, the first light that they would see is the sunrise. Mm-hmm. And so that was that that actually has a very powerful signal. It sends all these uh, messages via your supercosmetic nucleus to allow for melatonin creation for for later that night, dopamine, serotonin, and a whole bunch of other hormonal responses. So you know you cut that off, and you live in this modern world where you wake up and the first thing you do is check your phone with this bright blue signal. You're just throwing off your eye clock. And, uh, and again, if you're living this indoor life existence, you're on these bright monitors all the time, you're basically telling your eye clock all the time that it's like noon because of the way, uh, that the, this, this color temperature, the only time you're, you're going to look at this bright blue light that you'll see on a, on a blue led screen is maybe at noon, solar noon in, in the summertime. So once you start reading about circadian biology, there's a really interesting book called The Circadian Code by uh, Dr. Panda, Sachin, Sachin Panda, I think his name is. Really interesting. So, I mean, we have these receptors still, whether we have some vision loss or not, which that dramatically affects sleep. I know a lot of people with RP complain about sleep issues. Um, But the idea is to really protect your, your eye clock so but again, when the sun is down, like what what lights were our ancestors looking at? A fireplace, maybe. But if you look at the color temperature of a fireplace, it's orange and red. So that orange and red signal does not trip your uh, these receptors, these melanopsin receptors in our eyes to say, hey, the blue light is is here. It's daytime. Wake up. But if it's sundown and you're looking at this blue screen. You're tricking your eye clock that it's still daytime, and and that receptor allows for the release of melatonin for you to go to bed. So if there's if you're still looking at this blue light signal, you're still telling your eye clock that hey, it's still daylight, so no melatonin for you. And that <laughs> process takes about three or four hours before bed. So you have to have at least, um, you know, three or four hours of of no blue light um and and there's things you can get for your phone and for your laptop to like take out that color temperature there's a program called iris or flux and i mean sure if you maybe noticed on your iphone that there's a there's a uh there's like night modes now and Mm -hmm. uh uh, this is all to protect because they're noticing now it has a tremendous effect on on sleep and you know Insulin resistance is, is a factor of blue light overexposure too. So, interesting stuff. So, I, you know, it's one thing where I was always like, oh, you got to protect your eyes. I mean, I've been wearing sunglasses my whole life and I still got cataract. <laughs> yeah. But I was up late on my computer with this bright, big blue monitor till like two or three in the morning. Like, oh, I couldn't sleep yet. I'm like frying my eyeballs. And I, at 32, I got cataracts. But I, I never expose my eyes to, to UV light. So to, for them saying that UV light is bad for the eyes, I don't buy it. Hmm. I don't buy it. Now, when I'm outside, I can go, I, I'm, I'm, I've climatized my eyes. I don't need, I've, I've drastically reduced the sensitivity of my eyes. I can go not wearing sunglasses outside. I don't need them anymore. And like I used to, I used to be this sunglasses guy. I've had a collection, tons and tons of sunglasses. I don't wear them anymore. I only block uh, 
you know, in inwards junk light. I mean, these LEDs above my head here, they're brutal. Mm -hmm. It's just an unbalanced spectrum. And you can see it on a spectrometer, if you were to look at it, it would be like high, very, very high in this white. And if you look at the sun outside, it becomes this balanced rainbow of color. And your, your body and eye clock are familiar with that. But, you know, new gizmos and TVs and it's brutal. I mean, something I, I like to teach people to be aware of, of uh, exposure to junk light as opposed to, you know, blocking good stuff. There's a recent article CNN put out saying how red light, infrared light is actually beneficial for the eyes. So using like a red light therapy device in the eyes can actually have a profound effect on mitochondrial function and, and, and vision reparation. So oh, yeah. My mom used to always yell at me for not wearing sunglasses growing up. Yeah, you know, for that very reason, because I, you know, I don't know, we got to protect my vision. You got to protect your vision, protect what you got, you know. So I've always been kind of, you know, the sunglasses was, guy as well, because, you know, got to protect your vision, got to protect your vision, you know. I was too, but it never made sense to me that this thing that's been around for thousands and thousands of years is now going to give me cancer and um, hurt my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the sun is powerful, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying to go stare at it at like 12 o'clock noon or. You know, if you haven't exposed your skin to like the sun for a while, that if you go out in the summer sun, you might get burnt. But you have to know how to use the sun to your to your benefit. I mean, the sun and vitamin D is is is, is really really important. But uh, if you know how to harness light and and the sun, it is a big 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 medicine. There's a very very interesting book um, with this one two books by the same author, Dr. Jacob Lieberman fascinating one is called light medicine of the future highly recommend and this other one he wrote called take off your glasses and see both game-changing uh books on on the nature of vision and the nature of light and the power of color therapy and it's those there, there's there's a couple of case studies in there of people with rp and doing color light therapy on the eyes and he you know, uh, drastically improve some peripheral vision on, on some forms of RP. So something to look into. Definitely. So where is your version? Where is it? Like, where's your vision currently? Um, my, uh, like, uh, you want numbers? Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, that are just like, I mean, what do you I mean? If you can describe like what you see or whatever, you know, like what's a, you know, where's your, yeah, where's your degree? Where's your, you know, I mean, I have like during the day, my eyes are pretty good. I don't know if maybe I'm at like 11 or 12% during the day. Mm -hmm. And then at night, it kind of maybe is at 5%. Um, my central vision is good. I mean, I got my cataracts done uh, at 32. Uh, my central vision is great, but it's always just been my, the my visual fields, which kind of shrinks and moves around. Um, but like I said, nighttime has always been the worst for me. So, uh, Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, nighttime is our enemy. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so my ears are really good though. I, I, I don't, uh, my ears have really adapted. I, you know, I started to DJ and, you know, like five, 10 years ago and, but, um, you know, my ears act like my peripheral vision most times. So that's, you know, help me, um, a lot. Uh, what about yourself? What, where am I? Yeah. 
And when did you find out about your... Uh... Oh, I go back to when I was like 14. Okay. And I say my mom had it, so it wasn't a big, really big issue for me. It was like, okay, I kind of knew this was, you know... I was, having right. a tr- I was having trouble, like, yeah, seeing it. Like you said, I was having uh, issues uh, seeing it at night. And yeah. um, and since I already knew my mom had it and, I, and all that stuff, so I kind of knew. I was like, I have a feeling that that's what this is. And mm-hmm. it did, so it really didn't bother me. It was just like, okay, just... I'll just deal with it. And I was fortunate enough, though, to go most of my life being just the blind at night guy. Mm-hmm. And then in my 30s is when really I kind of started noticing, like, I'm not seeing as much as I during the day as I think I see because I'm missing a lot of stuff. And then, you know, next thing you know, it's like, yeah, I'm you know, 35 and I'm like, I need to just stop driving because I'm getting lucky way too much. Mm-hmm. And that's just mm-hmm. making my own call, you know, just saying, hey, I'm, I'm just not going to drive because I don't want anybody to tell me you know that i can't drive i just i want to make that call myself and uh that's yeah that's kind of like now where i am right now is still you know i'm like you i'm fortunate enough my central vision is pretty good i mean i have a cataract but it hasn't it doesn't really totally uh make me like mad or anything that's probably mm-hmm. why I'm, but that's probably why i'm also i wear sunglasses because i'm you know a lot of my sensitivity probably comes from that um but it's 2025 you know my normal my my vision is so it's it's good i just gotta wear glasses for like distance and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Um, so i mean i feel in terms of a lot of the people that i've talked to on here and stuff i i feel very lucky you know and uh blessed actually to uh be where i am right now and and still to you know relatively function rather you know pretty well but obviously you know have to use a cane and and do other things but you know we, we we make it work how uh, do you, I mean, for me, it, like it has affected, you know, aspects of coming to terms with it and, you know, like how is this going to affect my relationship with women and, or, you know. I always used to tell people off the bat, anytime I met a girl, you know, I always told them, listen, nighttime, I am blind. Like, you know, like I'm going to need your help. I have this eye condition, da, 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 da. It's going to get worse. And, uh, you know, so I, I. I've always been pretty much like, I think that's something you should just tell the people off the bat. I mean, I, I oh, get, yeah. you know, they should know, but at the same time, I understand that some people don't understand what that means. Like they think, Oh, they're going to, they don't realize that you're going to go blind. They don't realize that, or they don't know. We don't know our futures. So we don't, we, we're just giving you a heads up, but they might sign on to something that they don't realize is as, as much work as it's going to be, you know? In some cases. Yeah, and this happened, you know, I mean, this is when I was younger, I'd be like hiding it and not telling anybody. And now, I mean, I made a film about this, so I've, I'm totally out of the closet, <laughs> RP closet now. Right. So my, my handle on Instagram is the blind biohacker and, uh, you know, so. I embraced people... it. Like my friends called, my friends used to joke around with me. They called me the blind guy, you know, the nighttime blind guy. And I, and I, and I loved it. So I was always fine with being the at nighttime, being the blind guy, but I, but somehow always some things that were more difficult for people to do at night, I can do better because I had to focus so much on having to do that. Like, you know, I'd still be driving at night. People are like, oh, how do you drive at night? I'm like, well, there's still lights and stuff out there. So as long as I can have headlights and things like that, I see where I'm going. And I said, mm-hmm. if, if anything, I'm probably a better driver than you because right, you're more aware I'm more aware yeah, yeah i have to i know i can't fo- i can't rely on my peripheral vision i know i have to really be looking i know i yeah. have to second guess every kind of turn i make so yeah i was a good driver too man i was a really good driver i love driving and i was really 
it was hard for me. I mean, because somebody had to tell me that I couldn't drive, and that was so fucking devastating. And that sucks. Yeah. And see, in my life came from me not, you know, nobody knowing I had this and that I had to hide it, and you know, um, then at least you had your mom that was going through it, who said, "Oh, I've done this before." Me, it was it was always hidden. Right. So it was just like and and downplayed. So you know. I mean, I literally, I literally grew up helping my mom. Right. I grew up going, you know, having to go to grocery stores or and, and helping her, helping her tell her the price of things and um, whatever and what, what what something was and and all that stuff. So to me, it's like, all right, you know, I, you know, I, I had a very, I had a lot of education with it, like just growing up. So it really wasn't a big. I, I once again, that's another thing where I always tell people I feel fortunate because I, I think it does change it, you, especially people that I talk to on here. Those who have a family history of it and have moms or other people like that to kind of our brothers to rely on, they're, they handle it so much better than somebody who was other, you know, the one lucky person in the family to get it or, you know, or what. Yeah, I, I, I kind of had the opposite. It was more like, uh, I mean, despite it running in my family, I mean, you know, my family dynamic was uh, like afraid of people who are different and disabilities and don't be different. And, oh, okay, yeah, kind of. So hide I kind of came yeah. in from that, yeah. and then I just hit this point where like I can't fake this anymore, and uh, you know, so I, I struggled a lot with uh, mental health issues because of it, and mm -hmm. you know, so that's a bit of my. Uh, Struggle, and again, I, I talk about it quite candidly in in my documentary, and uh, mm -hmm. it's now released on iTunes. So, you know, people want to check go it check out. it out. I mean, I, I I can send you the trailer if you want to to share with uh, with the listeners on your on the podcast, and then you can find it on yeah. uh, on iTunes or send me a message uh, on Instagram. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe if you can send me a link or send me something, and I can I'll share it on like the Living uh, Free with RP Facebook. Yeah, yeah I'll send you the trailer. Yeah. I think we're literally finalizing the release of the iTunes like any day now, so it's okay. just about to to hit. But if you're in Canada, uh, it's available on the AMI website, which is Accessible Media Incorporated. It's actually one of the first fully accessible documentaries, so you actually don't you can be completely blind and, and watch it as well because it's has a descriptive video uh, awesome. in, in mixed in with the film so again, again if, if so it's 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 uh, accessible for people with uh, all types of vision loss too so um, but yeah right. that's good so growing up I mean did you ever have to like since you went through about a lot about hiding this and stuff like that um, are there questions and things that you would get when you finally started kind of more coming out about it, that people were like, you know, can you see this? Why can't you see this? Or why are you using a phone? How can you do that? Like that maybe would bother you or. I got it all. I mean, we all get that. Uh, there was times where I'd be, uh, riding, I, I, I rode a bike as well. Cause I didn't, I lost my license and I was able to drive a bike. And I remember like going into this subway terminal with my bike cause I want to go a bit further. So took my bike on the subway and, and showed my, my bus pass, which is from the CNIB, the Canadian National Institute of the Blind, it's like, why do you have a bike and you have a blind pass? Like, what are you doing, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, you're not my fucking, <laughs> like, like a doctor ophthalmologist. Don't ask, you know, like, you know, so you get people uh, like that or like, you're like, you're not blind, you're looking at a phone. Or sometimes when I walk with my cane, you know, you, you get it all. I mean, people are just so, you know, 
so one-sided um, they don't they don't yeah they don't, and yeah. there's tons of people in the, that i've seen in the blind world that that people try to call them out it's like oh he's faking his blindness you're faking it like yeah i, I have better things to do than <laughs> i can fake this i always so said I like to, i want that yeah I just try to educate people that the blindness is such a spectrum and, and there's so many different aspects of vision. You know, there's central and, and peripheral and my issue is a peripheral issue and, you know, everyone just yeah, thinks it's black and white that you can see or you can't see. Oh, there's atypical, like there's atypical RP where it's the reverse, you know, where, you know, yeah, you could see peripheral but you got no central and, and it, so it's, it, it, right, it's like such a, a spectrum. People don't realize you say blind. It's, they, people hear visually impaired and they still don't get it sometimes you're like visually impaired and like yeah that that means like i'm not blind <laughs> you know i can see and I, I, but i i can't function as well as you can <laughs> or, or maybe my yeah, eyes low, don't function low well. vision and then there's uh yeah low yep low vision um but yeah that that rp is very interesting too the one where it knocks out your central and you know you have peripheral which is so that, that's got to throw. I I have a couple friends that are atypical, and I've been around them and stuff. And I always I'm always fascinated by it because I'm always like, what do you see right now, or where do I have to stand for you? Like, like I'm just it's it's such a different thing that I'm not really used to. So it's it's really cool to like, you know, learn I a little know. more about that side of things. Yeah, even for us people with visual impairments, there's still other like when you know we end up meeting a lot of people who are visually impaired. It's like, wow, what what do you, what do you see, or what's it like for you? And you know, it's so. Yeah. Right, yeah. and then and then we think like, oh man, I'm thank God I have RP, you know, like I thank God I'm like, because we know it's familiar to us, so this is what, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like if we were to got, if we were to switch like a different kinds of, like, oh man, I got to deal with this now, like, but you know, we end Our up ushers. Like what about ushers, man? I wouldn't want to lose my hearing too on top of uh, you know, losing my you know sight. I don't. I mean, I don't know what I would do. That's, that's, I know. I mean, my like I said earlier, my ears play such a role in in my uh, you know in my visual field yeah. kind of thing, like helping yeah. me navigate. Totally. So, I mean, vibrations and hearing things, like lots of like it's just I don't know. Like I I mean I guess you know you can you know use your sense of touch and uh, feeling and and things like that. And I mean I use my feet a lot to feel you know the ground and sometimes like that. So I mean I can I can I guess you can work with that, but. Uh, I don't know, man, like having someone approach you when you don't, when you already don't have peripheral vision and now you don't have hearing, all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, like getting scared every single time. I'd be getting scared like all the time. I mean, unless you can somehow, you know, sense them. Like the, my last person I had on my show, she had ushers with 95% deafness. And I, wow. that's why I asked her, I asked her, I asked her, I said, like, doesn't your fiance like scare you a lot? Because I can imagine just being cooking and all of a sudden just, just anybody just walking behind you and you're like, oh, I don't, you just always constantly kind of, Mm -hmm. you know being scared mm -hmm. and she's like well she i guess she also described saying she has like that sixth sense where she can kind of she can sense right. people are in the room and i get that too because i can kind of sense people are in a room sometimes not even just hearing mm -hmm. i could just feel that somebody's in a room or somebody's near me so oh that's that's a tough one so i yeah i feel you know what sometimes you complain after i have a bad rp day that's that's what i think about like you know what it, it could definitely be worse <laughs> Yeah, things could always be worse, and you know, I guess that's what it's. You know, you got to be grateful for what you have, and uh, you know, it's it's hard. It's hard, you know. Yeah. Um, no. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a bad day, though. I mean, I hate that we we shouldn't be expected to be like, oh, it's okay, you know, I'm dealing with it. Like, you know, always 
it's you're not always that it's it's ridiculous to think that we're going to be happy every day or or be positive about it like when people say oh you know just be positive and you're like well that's easy to say from an outside perspective <laughs> yeah 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 it's, so what's next for you then? Uh, where what do you like? You decided to start this podcast. I've been really wanting to start a podcast for a long time myself, but I uh, haven't started yet. But uh, that's great that you're decided to to take this on and and tell, you know, have people tell their stories about what it's like. What's well, I wanted? Yeah. I mean, because you always read. Um, well, first, thank you for that. Uh, but I wanted to give a voice to you know to us, not. Um, not just you know stuff you see on Facebook posts and stuff like that because sometimes it's the emotion is not doesn't really convey very well through social media. So to hear somebody actually say how they feel or what struggles they had, and I think it it hits home more than just you know having it you know on in words on a on a screen. Mm -hmm. and, and and I mean and and a lot of us like. We all think all do. We just scroll on sometimes. Sometimes we don't read someone's entire. Sometimes if it's like a really big post, like I, I, I can't sometimes sit there and read the entire thing. I'm just that's the kind of person I am. I think my my attention span. I don't know, but but to actually more engage with somebody and actually be like this this works better for me. Like guess it's like I want to hear from you and I want to hear like I you know like I don't want to read some big post or something. I just I would rather people be on here and and listen to somebody than to sit there and read and stuff like that. Where you know so. I think this is, I don't know. I just thought, I just thought about it and I was like, there's nothing really out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, there's nobody talking about this. Like, I mean, there's probably, I don't know how many cancer podcasts probably, or mm -hmm. other various diseases that tend to be, you know, more up, you know, more at the top of the list. Um, whereas people aren't, you know, you, I mean, come on. I mean, how many people can you walk up to and say, Hey, do you know what retinitis pigmentosa is? Like, they'd be like, uh, I don't know. But you can pretty much almost name any cancer that, and most yeah. people will probably tell you like, oh, what it is or what kind of cancer it is, or they'll 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 have they'll have heard of it at least, you know. So I think we just need to be more people, not just in our own community, but more people like, on the outside, you know, <laughs> to understand well, that this exists, like you know. Yeah, and, and they 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 mentioned on that Rogan podcast, the uh, that guy with uh, Andrew Huberman, he talks about somebody with RP. This this guy is completely blind with RPs. This uh, skateboarder with that cane. I don't know if you. I can't remember his name, but he uh, he has like a you know severe RP and he's lost both of his eyes because of it. But he skateboards and uses a cane. And he was talking about him, and so it's always like, oh yeah. And apparently, there's a show called In the Dark. Yeah, I actually on was. Uh, mm -hmm. I was a uh, I was a actor on whatever, like a background actor on season one. Sweet. And she she uh, has RP in the show. So, you know, like... It's getting there. It's getting yeah. out there. But I mean, it's, it's such a weird name too. Retinitis pigmentosa. Everyone's like, what the fuck is that? Or like, we say RP. Like, I, go, I say RP and it's like, what's that? And you're like, oh, it's retinitis pigmentosa. <laughs> yes, because I'm so used to just saying RP that I'm just like, oh, it's I got a repost. RP. It's a repost app yeah. for your phone. Yeah, um, I got Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's I tried funny. out for I tried out for in the dark, but I unfortunately did not get the role for season two. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah, like a, they were like looking a for the boy. I think or... the boyfriend. I think it was supposed to be the boyfriend or something. They were, oh they yeah, going to audition for yeah, like a guy. They... Yeah, she was going to meet that. Like I guess, kind of was just beginning to come to grips. Kind of like what you were describing about coming to grips with it, and kind of he's at that stage in his life where you know he's like, what am I going to do? Like, you know, 
what yeah. happens after this? Like, what if I lose my job? And what I, you know, like he's got just a lot of things, you know, kind of worries and concerns, you know, like he seems okay, I guess on the outside, but it's like, you can tell it's, there's more, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was unrolling, uh, tearing the onion into layers, you know, and, and I thought that was a character I could relate to. I was like, oh, good. I mean, well, I have, they, and they wanted somebody who actually had like RP mm-hmm. or, you know, had low vision and stuff like that. So to make it more, I guess, you know, I guess maybe more believable or relatable or maybe, I don't know, but that that's what they were casting for. Mm-hmm. I think I was a little too old, but I think they, but I look younger. So I was hoping for a shot. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 39. Okay. I think they were looking for somebody like technically late twenties, early thirties. Right. And I'm like, well, I'm, you know, I'm a good physical shape and I've been told that I look like, you know, in my early thirties. So and it's, Holly, yeah. it's, Holly, it's Hollywood. So they can just, you know, nobody yeah. is the age that they really are. So, yeah that's awesome i mean good that you tried out i mean i just had like a background role and i think they wanted to have another character for season two but something happened i never auditioned but um, that's what they said i think they did say they were like i think when they got back to my it wasn't so much like a no i think it was like they were changing the direction or they were doing yeah something Mm -hmm. like that i mean i took it as a no but uh, but, (laughs) they were uh there's another show called c on apple tv which i uh auditioned for and um, which is pretty interesting in terms of visual and visual uh, people with visual impairments uh, mm-hmm. acting and whatnot. But uh, so, have you heard of the show or seen the show? Is it, called I wanna, C. I want to say I've seen the commercial for it or something, and I know the actor in it, one of the actors in it. Yeah, isn't he a yeah. known? Isn't one of the actors in it like a known like a guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, his um, what's his name? In my mind right now, but uh, he's pretty well known. Yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. I was gonna say I was like I know. Isn't there like? Not Jason Momoa or something, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, Jason right? Momoa. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did see that commercial. Yep. So, so that's cool. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you know, I've met a few people now in, in the industry who are working with visual impaired and, and film and things like that. So I'm hoping to maybe get involved in, in the show. Because, you know, the whole COVID thing messed up shooting. And, oh, course, you know, I was, yeah. I was maybe going to audition for like a smaller part or whatnot. But where are you based, right? Where are you living? I'm on the East Coast. I'm on uh, in Connecticut in uh, the United States. Oh, we're not too far. I mean, no, I'm no, we're not. We're still on the same time Toronto. zone. One day, I'd cool. like to go to Canada. That's I would like. One day, I would like to go. It's one of my. I don't know why, but for some reason, I want to go to Canada. So. Well, yeah. L- let me know if you'd come my way, and uh, you know, I can show you around Toronto. Totally, because I mean, there's a lot of uh, I don't know, especially a lot of the shows. I watch a lot of these different car shows, and they're actually based in Canada. And I'm always just like, oh, cool. I'm just like, I like the areas, and I just, I don't know, I'm like. This seems like a cool area. Like, I want to check that out. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, from what I understand, like, Toronto is, like, I mean, it's not about, like, Canada is more like, it's like the United States, but, like, it's a little off. But in a yeah, good way. Toronto in a good way. like, uh, New York's uh, younger, you know, younger, chilled out brother. You know? <laughs> okay. It's not okay. as crazy as, as New York. And, I mean, the rest of Canada is different, but, you know, Toronto is, like, a pretty metro- metropolis kind of city. So it's kind of got, like, bit... New York vibes, but the rest of Canada's, you know, pretty chill and nature and. And know, I hear very friendly. I hear Canadians are very friendly. Yeah, for the most part. Just we so apologize yeah. a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bumped into you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what that stems from, but hey, it's funny. I love it. I love it. Um, so I gotta know who wins in a fight: the wet floor sign, or you? Uh. Usually it's uh <laughs> usually I mean it's a wet floor sign. 
It's a chair. It's a fire hydrant oh, with the yeah, wet yeah, floor yeah. sign. Wow. It's usually the wet floor sign. <laughs> I, have, I have so many stories of me not seeing stuff. I'm sure we all do. Some strange oh, stories. <laughs> the hydrant's the worst. Actually, hydrant's bad. I mean, I've, I've, because that won't move. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. the wet floor sign just collapses and falls. Yeah. Down. No big deal. No big deal. Or, or a cone. Yeah. I have uh, traffic cones. I've tripped on yeah. those many times. And it's like, no big deal. No, I've stepped on them and it doesn't hurt. But you going for a run or trying to do something and maybe uh, the hydrant finds you. Um, yeah. yeah. That's, that's gonna hurt <laughs> oh and my in my city is like ridiculous like because where i live they decided to paint the the hydrants are green and not bright green which that would be cool oh no they're like hunter green so they're like yeah. nearly black so i'm like this this is stupid so i wish there was a yellow here yellow. yeah that'd be great see i'd be fine i'd be fine with that yellow or it can be some like neon kind of greenish color or something we can very you know, we can we can see like some kind of contrast, maybe even outline it, maybe maybe make a yellow with some black on it. Some sparklers coming out of it. Yeah, like yeah, our audio ones. Hey, you're getting close to a hydrant. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you're almost near me. You're like, okay, okay, thank you. <laughs> the little sensors they have in the cars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm getting rid. Okay, this isn't good. Yeah, it was like those canes they have now, right? The don't they have canes like that? Like GPS can or the you know that, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. smart canes. I mean, the yeah, we can actually actually give the tones and things like that. That I'd like to look you know into. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You have an LED cane with a light at the bottom of it. Yes, now. I seen that. That was cool. I, yeah. would rock I know, I know one of the guys that have been putting it out. David Steele. Do you know him? Yeah, you know I've of... seen him many posts. Yep, yep. Yeah, the blind poet. He calls him right? Isn't blind it? poet. Yeah, right, right. I'm sure he'd you'd like to jump on your show if you'd ask him. Oh, I'd love to have him on. He's, he's like, I always say that I'm trying to get to the point where I can really, I'd like to have like a, you know, like a high, really high caliber or somebody on the show like that, that would would be willing to take the time out because I'm sure they're, you know, pretty busy. Or, you know, but I would love to yeah, have Yeah, like, I mean, uh, if you do, like, I mean, I can connect you with them. And someone like him could, would be cool. Like, yeah, I would definitely. Like, yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd uh, I'm sure he'd do it. He's in the UK, so he's about yeah? like okay. five, six hours ahead. But Oh, okay. Um, that'd be great yeah. I'd, I'd appreciate that um i know molly burke is another one she's a like a youtuber and, yeah yeah she's uh i mean i've done some tv with her but she's she's a lot more difficult to get a hold of yeah you know right so i'd like to i mean i've i've tried to reach out to her to talk to her too but uh, she's yeah. yeah she's uh she's doing her own thing and she's she does great she's doing some really interesting things and uh you know she's she's hit her niche and but yeah, she's she's doing some interesting things. So. I feel like personally, if you get those big, you get the, someone like that on there, it's gonna help spread that awareness even more, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Of, uh, and, and let people know that hey, this podcast exists. You know, if I mm-hmm. can get somebody like you know who has that kind of following, then yeah, totally. But I mean, I also I love having people like you on the show. You're like very smart, <laughs> and you know what's up. Like you have a like you're sharing some great information that. A lot yeah, of people, I, I think, are gonna love. And I'm in the same. I'm in the same level as you, trying to get my name out there. And you know, I made a documentary already, and just trying to, you know, like this is the second podcast I recorded today. I was just on another health podcast earlier, and okay, you know, I'm trying to push my film and that's it. Like, trying hey, to brand myself, and we're all helping each other out. That's that's another thing. Like, I mean, hey, you're if you got something, I'm like, hey, what do you got? Just, yeah, let everybody know. And yeah, and like I said, somebody like bigger gets on the show. Now they're catching up on the other episodes, and you know they're hearing about you and everybody else on you know so hopefully 
you know, there's so many people like out there and it's like, I'm still kind of struggling getting more people on the show. And even though I have, you know, what, what Facebook group is about 15,000 people or so that are in like some of those Facebook groups. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm hoping to get, you know, more of those people, you know, to reach out to me, yeah. And, you know? Yeah. That's good. Like I said, I'll, uh, I'll see if I can connect you with Dave. I'm sure he'd love to chat with you for sure. Um, that'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And that's how it is. You know, it's like referrals too. Yeah, so. I mean, I'll be sure. Like I said, you know, once you uh, get that uh, the iTunes uh, going on there with that, once it's released, I can definitely, I would definitely share the the heck out of it on uh, my Facebook and you know all that stuff on the Living Free. With I can that. send you. Uh, I think I sent you the film to watch. I do have sure. the the. Tra- is that, I thought it was the trailer, or was that? I sent you the trailer, the and I may have sent you the full film with a private password, but yeah, uh, it might have been it. Yeah, yeah I'll definitely check it out. Check it out. I have, like sometimes like you're like you say you're gonna do something and then you just it just something else happens and then I get you know, it, you're like yeah you're like oh my god yeah that was supposed to watch that like and you're like and, it, and then so no I, I definitely want to check it out so we're at information like, overload I know <laughs> yeah that's what, yeah it's like yeah you're just, like so many things going on you're like but at least if like if I can put that you know if I put that up on like you know my Facebook you know the Living Free RP page not only like will be good for everybody else but it's gonna remind me like oh yeah I'm gonna watch that like it's like it'll just be there it'll be something at con a constant reminder instead of just like if it's in my email I tend to like I'm so bad at checking my email (laughs) or like like, sometimes I go like a day or two and I don't check it so it's like and then if something is there it's just it's just there whereas like I always tell people hey if you text me or like if it's on my Facebook things like that like those tend to like remind me if mm-hmm. you know okay watch that you know or you know or sometimes i'll put i have to put reminders on my phone just because i know i'm like i'm gonna forget this <laughs> yeah i'll I'm gonna... send it to you again and now that we've spoken yeah. maybe it'll be more uh reminded to like in dialogue yeah i gotta do this more right. in the story and uh but um yeah because it's all it's, fascinating uh... stuff so it's really all good really great stuff so because especially now like said so the journey kind of now which just with that audio book now going into even mentioning what you're mentioning and stuff and it's like Man, it could be all interesting. Really, I mean, maybe it's this is a better way to attack things than to. I mean, I hate drugs and and all that stuff, so I don't like you know pumping your body full of that stuff. I'd rather find more natural ways to to handle a situation. So that goes, you know, that's right up my alley, and I'm sure you know other people you know would love that too. You know, no side effects or you know even minimal of these side effects. You know, because Luxtora is like, hey, you can go blind. That's actually one of the side effects of. Oh wow! Treatment. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was like I think that I forgot how many treat how many. Uh, there's quite a few um, side effects to it, but I saw that and I'm like, eh, and and I get it. You know, if you wanna, you can't make an omelet, you know, without breaking some eggs, and you know, and I get it. That's you know, that's a, the side effects are kind of part of, you know, that mm-hmm. you know that this journey. Um, but if I can go with the yeah. whole minimal side, that's good. Same here. I don't want to fuck anything else up. I mean, I've done that in the past where I've been on some other type of medication that worsened a hell of a lot more things. So yeah, if I could, yeah, we can just you know, if it's as simple as like, hey, uh, breathe better, like, all right, like, I'll take ten minutes out of my day to focus on my breathing, and that's, you know, <laughs> and then grow from there. And if that, and if that's gonna help. Not only yeah, I mean, vision, it's such a natural state to do so. Breathing better for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely check out that other book and that other oxygen advantage book that seems to be in conjunction with that. But yeah, he was on Rogan and check out that uh, Andrew Huberman episode on Rogan too if you get a chance. Okay. So it's really interesting stuff. 
Well, one more question before you go, because at least at least I have to get yeah, to this Yeah, sure. Point. What's up? So if you can get your vision back, though, I mean, is there something that that's first on your mind that you want to do? Drive a car. I mean, I don't know. Just get back. Just, just, just get back. Yeah, that's well. That's that's the staple. That's like yeah. That's totally. That tends, you know, are doing like the simplest things that a lot of other people I think take for granted. Like you know, anything at night. Yeah, yeah. Anything at night would be great. So like, yeah, drive a car or go to a like a festival at night and not worry about or like a dance club and not worry about bumping into people and just you know. So it's yeah. It's such a simple. That's great. No, there's. I heard one person a couple a couple of people said to me like they had adapted so well with RP that they didn't want to change anything. They they were like, I can't think of anything. And I was like, you know what? From what you just told me, I don't blame you. <laughs> you know, you're, you know, like you've this, there's one kid saw the world. Like, like he's already like seeing the world in sunrises and sunsets in different you know, areas mm-hmm. on the world. And he was 25. And uh-huh. I'm like, you're only 25 and you've already done, considerably awesome. more than me so yeah i don't blame you like for just being like hey i don't think i'd change anything it's like yeah okay there's nothing really i can think of and it's like that's not a wrong answer yeah, yeah and it's such it's a different answer. dynamic if you accept it and that's who you are and I've, and I've talked to people like that too they they've had this like i don't you know they're not in the class of wanting to find out what they can do about it or feel their vision or there's like you know there's two different kinds so you know yep mm-hmm. but and, without uh, without people like you you know you know we might not you know progress like we may not find any kind of solution so it's nice like i think we need there's that balance we need those people out there like like you that are saying hey you know what let's see what i can do to help everybody else i'm going to see what i can do with my you know myself mm-hmm. and it passes along <laughs> you know so that's really cool that's what i'm here for to serve too right so yeah we're here, we're here to inspire i look at as i'm always i'm here to inspire if i can inspire somebody else like that's awesome you know, so I can see what I'm doing and, and be like, hey, this dude's still doing this and, you know, and he has this. So if I can have somebody, if I have one, two people, whatever, that are just inspired, that's cool. Or like I said, if you can pass on your knowledge, whatever we, you know, whatever we have, like, and that's what I I feel like also why I want to do this. And while uh, we're also going to be starting a, a YouTube uh, show with another guy who was actually on here, uh, he's in the UK and we're going to start a show together and it's gonna basically be more like a funny side of rp and like we're oh, gonna nice. answer questions and we've we're about the same age and i we decided that it's about time for us older people that you know like even like yourself who we've kind of already you know been through all this and let's laugh share let's laugh about it, yeah and but also let's share what we know like because there's people still getting diagnosed that are kind of like like you said they're just lost or they're scared and it's like it's our now. Now we can bring some light to like you know, make it a little funnier. Make it yeah. We can kind of make we can hopefully calm them down and hopefully make them realize that it's gonna be all right. Trust me. Like we've been you know we've been dealing with this since like for twenty over twenty years, twenty five years now. And here's what we've learned. <laughs> that's a good idea. Gonna, Let me know when that's uh, up and running. I'll jump on the show and we'll talk to- about funny stories. <laughs> totally, because that's what it's about. Like sometimes I think like we keep, why 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 do we have to be so serious? Like you know like yeah let's uh. Well, laughter kind of helps things move along, right? Especially yeah, like, when that serious condition. We've all bumped into things and, you know, and had bad days, but sometimes, you know, you'll, it's... You I know, got a few funny yeah. stories that I'll tell you on the show. Definitely. I'll, I'll keep you in mind for, uh, like, once we uh, kind of get the the ball rolling on it. We already have a logo and a couple of things going, so we're just trying to... We actually put a post up on Facebook because so, we wanted to get kind of some starter questions from 
nice. other people and and we're just gonna kind of film it in a way since he's in the uk and i'm here we're gonna try to film it and edit it in a way that almost it'll kind of look like we're still with it we're, we're next to each other but not okay know? so we're gonna try and make it look creative and we think we might do like a live at some point go live together and then maybe field questions and things like that and just kind of once we kind of build some type of uh following but so it's coming along so i don't know i okay. i hope uh so before you go just like pump it again what like everything that you got going on just let everyone know um yeah so my film is called my neuroplastic adventure it's a documentary film uh check out uh my neuroplastic adventure.com I can be followed at uh, at Blind Biohacker on Instagram. Uh, it's also my Neuroplastic Adventure on Facebook. Uh, check out iTunes for the film if you want to see it, and reach out if you guys have any questions. So that's where I can be found. And thanks for having me on the show, Mike. You are very welcome, Victor. I hope uh, I look forward to all your future endeavors. Thank you, and we'll we'll talk soon. I'll I'll, I'll connect with some peeps and. Uh, and uh, we'll talk soon, okay, brother? All right, thank you so much. All right, have a good day. Go. You too. Bye, Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. See you next week for another episode of Living Free with RP.